Welcome to um, another episode of Living in the Past, a podcast where we usually go through a month of the 90s every week. But today, we're going to go through the best, worst, and meh video games of 1994. With me is Benjamin Ray. How are you doing? I'm great, and I did not interrupt you that time at all, because you, you got it all right, and that you is did. what we do. There's there's some highlights I want to go through first with um with the consoles, because uh, it was a pretty big year for it. Um, Nintendo, obviously, was the, one of the big ones. They announced that they were going to come out with a Nintendo 64 system. They were actually going to call it the Ultra 64, which, you know, uh, it could be all right. I mean, no, I'm, I'm happy with Nintendo 64. Ultra sounds dumb. Ultra, now Ultra Switch, Ultra GameCube, Ultra Cube. Um... So they came out and they, they said like we're gonna be it's gonna be a, a cartridge situation. Um, they said that's, yeah. that's the exact words. It's like gonna be a bit of a cartridge situation, not a disc thing over in uh, over in Sunnyville. Um, we we want to make sure Gross. that we get all sixty four bits onto this uh, onto this mother. And then um, they also announced the two uh, two games that were gonna start off the uh, Nintendo sixty four, which would be Killer Instinct and Cruising USA, which we will be covering in just a few moments in our uh, favorite games of the year. Um, Sony released the Sony PlayStation 1 in Japan. Um, it was like, you know, look, I, I remember the, 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 the discs, they're the ones that had the black. Um, some of them did, yeah. I yeah, think to start with, they did. A little bit thicker and stuff like that, yeah. So, like, I was if if I was I was more of a PC guy, but if I was gonna fall into one, I never had, I never, I've never bought or owned any Nintendo consoles ever. So, um, I've only ever had like computer or like Sony or or Xbox. So, I was a, I was a, I was a, I was a PlayStation fan. Excuse me, who owned that Nintendo Wii when we lived together? Mm. Shut my mouth. I did yeah. own a Nintendo thing. Got you my... owned the second worst Nintendo that there was. Got myself a mad case of uh, Wii Sports Elbow. Um... Ah, didn't we all? <laughs> it's like, except, I... uh, except Valerie, who I think uh, learned you can just sit on the couch and just like swing it around and still win. Yeah. It's like someone who says like, oh, look at my step count. And they've just, all they've done is just like sat on the couch and just like <laughs> jiggled their... Masturbated it. <laughs> Um, so I actually remember going to, I was, uh, went to a bowling game with a bunch of people and after the first two frames, I said like, I, I really seriously can't go on because I'd, I'd actually done something to my arm from Wii baseball and I literally couldn't lift, <laughs> I couldn't lift my arm and they're like, no bullshit. I'm like, uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, Nintendo, Do these people not know you, that you're not athletic? That's very believable. It is. Did you, uh, we went bowling, okay? Bowling. Uh, Nintendo, it's very, de- very athletic. Nintendo debuted the uh, Super Game Boy um, add-on, so like you could actually plug your Super Game Boy into uh, your SNES and watch it on the big screen. Um, like really, really big sort of thing at the time. I remember um, Sega. Vaguely. Sega. Sega. Uh, release. Yeah, what do, you, what do you say? I say Sega. I say Sega. I also say um, Lego, and I should be saying Lego apparently. Um, I say Lego. Yeah, because that's the way you're supposed to say it. Um, you release... say legumes or legumes? Legumes. Okay. Basil <laughs> or basil? <laughs> basil. All right. So that's been living in the past, how to say words. Thanks <laughs> for stopping by. <laughs> oregano or oregano? Uh, neither. 
Yeah, neither. <laughs> Sega released their Sega Saturn. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, and then in the in the PC realm, um, we had the first ever Warcraft was um, released. So that is uh, the start of a lot of people not spending a lot of time outside. Um, uh, Tie Fighter was released as like a companion to X Wing in the Star Wars series. Lucas Arts, uh, Lucas Arts, Lucas Arts, Lucas Arts released that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were the Star Wars kids doing at that time? Lucas ass. Lucas <laughs> ass. Oh, hey. This is George Lucas. This is Lucas ass. Um, so uh, you played as a TIE fighter pilot. Um, and um, it was actually really interesting to play this because you were... It was like a you, you played a role in the game, but you were now on the bad guy side. But it was not that dissimilar from like when you were a rebel playing on the in, in the X Wing game like the year before. So it was actually pretty cool to be playing both either side against each other. It's, it's, it was a it was a it was it's a thing. nice being the bad guy sometimes. It is. It is. Um, now let's let's break down the cool factor here because I thought growing up that I was the nerdier side because all these kids jumped on PlayStation One because of the CDs and. It was just a bit sleeker and a bit cooler, and they thought it was good. And my argument was like, well, this is 64-bit. Yours is only 32-bit. But you've brought to my attention the PC people who you don't get any nerdier than someone that would rather game on a PC. We Because that's the proper old-school way to do it. You can see our bits <laughs> walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Nintendo people had like their own society of South Australia. Like they didn't, of which my dad, dad was did the, the commissioner of. <laughs> he would have seen too that there was no no such commission. <laughs> uh, so let's go on to um, some of the uh, the games. I wanted to really wanted to cover uh, Shaq Fu because man, it 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 bears uh, repeating because man. It's it is a it is a weird weird game. Uh, it has been on a lot of uh, worst of games lists uh, o- like over the years. I think looking back at it now, it's probably not uh, like as as bad as what people um, would would think it is. And apparently, it's actually quite challenging. Um, also, in a time of Michael Jordan being the greatest basketballer of all time, we needed some Shaq <laughs> to just break just break it up a little bit. Need some Shaq. Uh, I want to give yeah. I want I want to give you the premise. As uh, told on the uh, on the Wikipedia for Shaq Fu, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal walks into a dojo while heading to a charity basketball game in Tokyo, Japan. After speaking with Liotsu, a martial arts master, Shaq goes to another dimension, the second world, where he must rescue a young boy named Nizu from the evil mummy Set Ra. That old chestnut. Based on real events. <laughs> if you talked, I'm sure if you talked to Shaq. <laughs> there will be some sort of basis of reality that he would say it's from. This is the that was him stopping to get petrol, and uh, <laughs> that's where it all unfolded. Only paying, only paying twenty because it's half full. Check that out if you don't, <laughs> don't know what we're talking about. Check out last week with John Oliver. Uh, there's an amazing clip of Shaq talking about how to save on fuel prices. Um, so let's get into some of the games uh, that we that that we, we enjoyed. Um, what's what's first on your list? Uh, first is Killer Instinct. Um, nice. slight difference to more 
basically it's the same thing, just different characters. And they have a dinosaur called Riptor because <laughs> apparently you couldn't call it Raptor. Or no, if they're just Steven, trying to Steven be Spielberg cool. Had, I don't uh, know. Steven Spielberg is like, I want, I want to make sure I've got license on the on the name Raptor. And, and I guess Rugrats as well. Like you don't want to confuse people. Yes, yeah, so like in the nineties, oh, in the nineties we had Raptor, Reptor, Reptar, and Riptor, and Ripthorn, <laughs> and Riptorn. Oh my god, Rip Taylor, Rip Taylor. Um, Such a confusing time. You know, but this is a this is a, this is a simpler time where we're like, you know, rather than have war and pandemics, let's just riff on the name Raptor. For a bit. <laughs> and uh, speaking of weird, I think uh, this is gonna seem dumb but this is how my head's putting it all together okay. i have a picture of michael klim and killer instinct <laughs> because michael kim was, was klim was this new golden age of swimmers yeah so they had this golden nintendo like golden controller you could get and i think killer instinct had a yellow cartridge or a gold cartridge it was like limited edition it just made extra special but i feel like the name klim and killer just kind of came together in my head and just connected them as being around at the same time and they Clim- maybe had nothing to do with each other Klimmer instincts <laughs> yeah i don't know what is like this is this will be for like a in the 2000s cuz this is like michael Quinn's like he's he wasn't a 90s guy he was more maybe uh, they re-released it later oh they did they did in 2013 um that was like the big re-release i'm sure there's been like a few others over the years too but, um, because I do have a photo of Michael Klim playing Nintendo. <laughs> or, like, he's on some sort of console. That's a weird... What's he doing? Have. He's playing Mario Kart. Okay. Remember when... So, when, you know, when it was Ron a thing. Williams did, Robin Williams did ads for Nintendo? Uh, yeah. Sad. Okay, I want to get into a couple of mine. Um, I want to go for... There's a game, game called System Shock. Um, now the reason that I want to bring this one up is that it was, uh, it was a first person shooter. Um, but you're, it's, it's, it basically laid the, the ground for a company that would later go on to make one of my favorite games ever, which is Bioshock. Um, so in this gross. one, no, it's the best game ever. And I don't know why I would say gross. Um, so it's, it, it was like, it is of its time. Like if you look at any gameplay, it's um, it is. But there, there is like there is a sort of the um, the framework of it. You can see where it's going. Um, you can see how these guys would later go on to like sort of going into like Bioshock and lots of stuff. Bioshock was actually um, a was going to be a basically a remake of System Shock, and then sort of got changed along the way, sort of thing. So um, yeah, I, it. I used to play it quite a lot. Um, I think it was only on PC, um, and it's just one of those ones that, of course, it was one of those ones that like really I remember like putting a lot of um, time into. Um, and it was actually it was actually pretty hard too, but uh, yeah, um, definitely one of the ones that I um, wild away <laughs> my twelve year old <laughs> days and months on. Ha- um, yeah. Do you, do you think it's one of those games if you went back to now you'd get stuck into? Uh I kind of want to go back into it again because, like, I want to see if there's any more sort of um, uh, similarities I can sort of put between the two the two games, like that and Bioshock. But uh, looking at the gameplay, I'm like, oh, it's pretty rough. Uh, but yeah, um, it's, it's at heart it's a first person shooter in a, in a really sort of cool uh, um, uh, setting. And um, I would, if, if it feels like a 
a way to replay it again, I'd, I'd definitely do it. What's next on yours? Uh, it was going to be Need for Speed, but I'm going to skip over that because uh, it's it's not Cruising USA. Um, <laughs> so next would be, I'm also going to skip real quick through this one, is Super Metroid, because I know I'd mentioned this previously with Metroid, I think, on the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. So this was just like a colourful version on the big screen, <laughs> which I still really liked, but we've already been here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you, Metroid was a quality jumping through caves, shooting things, kind of flying, but not flying. It was yeah, basically I've... Super Mario Brothers 2, but a guy in a jetpack. Yeah, I, I liked the... Uh, I've always liked the um, the character design of Metroid. Like, I, I like that sort of... Um, yeah. That's, that sort of design, so yeah. So what's... Uh, so if you're blasting through those two, do you want to talk about Cruise in the USA? Yeah... This is pretty big, so this is like, like, and we should always start do the proviso that, like, I know that we, you might go, hey, hey, Paul, I played Cruising USA and it was released in 95 and 96 on my console. Okay, nerd. It's, we're talking about, like, the first initial release on arcade. So, yeah, like, we Or we just realized, anything that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, it's one of those things is, like, I know I know a lot of the stuff would get released on different consoles, like, um over the years, but, like, this is the first initial release. And Cruising USA, look... Um, as much as Daytona was in a lot of um, uh, pubs and arcades and wherever and fish and chip shops, so was the Cruising USA machine. And I actually kind of like Cruising USA a lot better. Yes, yeah, so I never played Cruising USA on a console, as far as I can remember. I only ever played it um, either at Cafe Bonjourna at T Two Plus, <laughs> or there was like this shop next to it that was kind of a game shop, and they had the big arcade thing in there. Yeah, that's my memory. Cruising USA, and it was fucking sick. <laughs> um, so you'd be going through, uh, just to so you know, you'd be cruising through the USA um, in, the, in a really <laughs> in, a, in a really awesome car. Um, like it just didn't have the um, like Daytona thing. It felt it felt a bit stilted and a bit sort of like you're just going around one track over and over, and it's it it was like just I don't know. Like I really like this game. Um, as far as like driving Sims in, on a, on a in, in a in an arcade like this one would rank up there. Crazy Taxi would be my all time favorite favorite. Um, oh most, yeah, mostly because of the music. Um, Can you imagine if they turned these games into Pokey style machines? Oh, so you yeah. know, with Pokies, you just like you throw dollars in trying to win more dollars. Imagine Daytona. You put a dollar in, and if you don't get around the track in the time limit, you lose that dollar. But if you put enough dollars in. Yeah. And you like stay ahead of the clock. Eventually, five hundred dollars might come out if you can do it. But you <laughs> can't do it because it's rigged. I'll start gambling. Yeah. So we got some uh, cruising USA music. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, and they had, had those girls in the background. Ooh, ah. Um, yeah, that, that takes me back. A lot of these nineties, I mean, I know people go on about like the eight bit sort of soundtracks of the, of the eighties, nineties music. I mean, and we'll get into like the best of the best in a little bit. Nineties video game music was, was right up there. It was, it was, some of it's like very pleasant to listen to. Um, but do you also think the budget was like an internship from, they just went to a college and grabbed a music student, gave him a Casio keyboard, like here's 10 bucks if you can just make me a song. Yeah, <laughs> <In my Casio. laughs> um, I want to talk about Earthworm Jim. 
yes, one of the grosser games that you could play at the time. Like this, this, this started off um, that sort of uh, I'm gonna say it like that that Beavis and Butthead ish style of a game that would have like it's like a side scroller and it's actually quite challenging. Um, uh, but then it's also got like a lot of fart <laughs> jokes and a lot of other sort of um, puerile sort of humor, but like you know, obviously right up my alley. Um, it was it, there's actually a really really good uh, deep dive into how it came about on YouTube. If you sort of search up like um, like a uh, Earth, Earthworm Jim retrospective, uh, it goes for a while, but it's like it's it's really interesting how it sort of came to be. Uh, um, and it also reminded me when I was looking through some of these gameplay. Uh, are you are you aware of the um, of of Earthworm Jim? Have you played it? Um, did you did you start? Uh, not a lot. So. You may remember my friend from the closet, uh, James, who had a Sega. Yeah. He was my Earthworm Jim fix. So okay, I got cool. to play it a little bit. Mostly it was watching him play it, but yeah. this is the best thing that Sega ever did. I was a big fan of Earthworm Jim. Yeah, I, I, cool. I, I played it. I think I must have eventually played it on um, PC because I obviously didn't have a Sega either. Uh, but they, um, there was a, a level where you're in a glass submarine. Um, where you have to sort of navigate your way through like these tight sort of t- um, tunnels and stuff like and channels, um, but if you bump into the sides, the submarine cracks, and you can only bump it I think maybe four or five times, and then like it um, obviously explodes and you have to start all over again. And I remember this game was pretty merciless with your restarts. I don't think you could save. I mean, let's go like I mean nineties. <laughs> the the games my kids play these days, and I'm not saying like oh back in my day is like way better because it wasn't. Um, but like the amount of like save points and checkpoints that these guys have on their games or the ability to save. And then I remember some games it's like, oh, um, I didn't get to the end and I died and I have to go right out to the start of the level. Okay. Well, that was my entire afternoon. Yep. Um, I don't know whether it was better or worse. Like, um, going back to Bioshock, like, um, I remember the first two games you could save point. You can basically save wherever you want. And then for the third game, for whatever reason, you could only save. It, it would. It would actually. It would auto save after certain checkpoints. Like you. You couldn't basically just stop and just go. All right, I've got to do something now. I'll go get up. You basically got to wait until like a little icon came up on the screen, which is frustrating because you know you could basically get through a, a huge big sort of um, uh, set piece in the game, and then be waiting for that save icon, and then get like shot at the last minute, and it's like, all right, I have to go back and do that all again. <laughs> fantastic so yeah i think uh these days like i mean um i i think it's better to have save points on stuff but i remember yeah a lot of um a lot of controller mashing and a lot of like all right i need to go take a walk (laughs) take a walk outside and get over that especially when you've got coming up to the next game uh like your life count you've got like three lives to get this and you're like slowly inching forward and you've got these little save points if you lose all those lives, then you go right back to the cart. Yeah, and uh, let's. Um, when I was you talking see about what music, yeah, when I was talking about yeah, when I was let's let's talk about the cart. Um, we're going to talk about Donkey Kong Country, and when I was talking about the music before, um, this is the one that um, as soon as I uh, played it, I'm like transported back to you know my friend's floor in front of the TV, like sitting cross-legged, what playing this game and like. This music is amazing. It's just, um, 
it's it's it, you could use it for uh, meditation. So let's talk. Let's let's go for the under, underwater music of uh, of the level of Donkey Kong Country. This is not a simple Casio keyboard. No, this is effort. I'm going to play this for the dogs at work. Well, if you want, my friend, there is a uh, aquatic ambience 10 hours Ooh. <laughs> put up by uh, Scrapper9000 on YouTube where this is it's just that over and over and over. And like, you know what? Ain't a bad thing. Also, I mean, I'm not going to try and ruin anyone's childhood here, but can you also picture Madonna dripping hot wax onto William Defoe when you listen to that? <laughs> It's a, <laughs> it's a, that music is like a little bit erotic thriller, but right before the erotic part. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's the just, thriller's um, building up, like there's tension coming. Oh, they're going she's, underwater. She's Here comes up, a donkey. <laughs> she's walking up the stairs and like little bits of her outfit are just sort of falling, falling to the floor. And you only see her feet walking up. I'm, just, I'm pitching this scene. Uh, and then you hear a chimp go, whoo. <laughs> That's Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> and then his teeth come into view and it's all ruined. Um, yeah, so Donkey Kong Country, uh, obviously a massive game. Um, probably like my favorite Nintendo game um, from memory. Like I, I used to love playing this. And it's like, it was one of the ones I didn't actually like. I mean, we just talked about like the frustration of the saves and lots of stuff. I have to admit with this one, and maybe it's because like, because I was usually in a in a group setting and we we're just sort of all playing it didn't really mind if i didn't get that far in it because it was just like the actual gameplay was fun like it, it kept you in um and sort of sucked in and like there was enough going on and enough sort of um awesome sounds and 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 gameplay that i was just like it was just a fun experience like i'd say this is one and you'd you'd get to a point so i mentioned the cart before you, yeah. like you always come back i would always come back to the cart level that was the hardest bit but the most fun so You'd get so far and you'd lose all your lives trying to finish the cart level. You go back to the start, but you get to a point, you've gone through it so many times, you can smash through those first levels. Yeah. Like lightning speed to just get to that cart level. And it was all worth it because it was the most fun, even though it was incredibly frustrating. Yeah, I think... And uh, and it still lives up. I was playing this like two years ago and it is still amazing. I don't doubt that. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good stuff. Um, it'd be the one that if um, I mean, I don't know if there's a Switch version, but if I got a Switch, I'd think I'd be um, uh, definitely making sure I've got a copy of this. Uh, so going into, um, have you got me more on your list? Because I'm, I mean, obviously I've got one coming up, but um, I have one more that is not better than Donkey Kong, but it's it's special. So what okay. have you got? No, you do yours first. Uh, mine is the Lion King. The okay. 1994 spectacular that took the entire world by storm. Um, it took the game on the movie. Part, <laughs> both. Like, obviously, the movie changed everyone's lives forever. And the game was just an extension of it. It wasn't an amazing game. It was, you know, it was like Earthworm Jim and Donkey Kong. You're just jumping through a screen, jumping on things, finding things. But just having that character live on um, and the scenery, the music, the cute little lion... Are you? I just um, loved everything about it. Are you basically just playing through the story of the game? Like, do you actually have to? Is there a is there a simulation of uh, Mufasa's death? Is what I'm asking. No, 
Okay. Uh, I don't recall crying during the game at all. <laughs> I definitely didn't finish it. Um, mostly I was probably watching James play it because I don't think I ever actually owned it. Jesus. But James. know what I'll be doing on eBay this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Looking through like a lot of the... Um, uh, there's a couple of games I wanted just to make sure before um, we, we cover. There was an Alien vs. Predator fighting game, which um, I didn't, I've never played, but I saw some of the scenes of it. It looked amazing. Like, this, is in the, this is in the years where like, the, the, the prospect of a movie was just so far out of anyone's like, wheelhouse. Like, no one was doing it. Like, they'd, they'd have a couple of nods. Like, in Predator 2, we, we covered like, there was like, an alien skull. But like, to have both these things on any screen, even like the, a video game screen, was, was a huge thing at the time. Um, look at the gameplay too. It's, it looks like it's your usual sort of beat 'em up, but it's 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 pretty. It looks pretty good. Um, if I had, if if I could, I would, I would go back and definitely um, give that a go. I also wanted to talk about uh, Super Star Wars because that is um, often uh, noted as one of the best Star Wars games ever made. Uh, it's basically horrible. Re- is the it worst? Oh, I've it. heard. I've heard it's amazing. Um, it's a complete nightmare. Do you own it? Uh, yes, um, and trying to board the Jawas little, what do they call it? Sandcrawler. Their giant cheese grater. Yes. Sandcrawler. Um, trying to get inside that cheese grater is just the worst thing, and I hate it. Maybe it's because you're referring to it as a cheese grater and not a sandcrawler. <laughs> well, maybe if I could get inside it, then I wouldn't be so mad about it. Maybe there's a crate dragon in your way, just dropping New Hope trivia on you with friends. Right oh. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like how polite you are. I was like, I don't want to hear that. Thank you. Uh, so let me talk. Let me. Let me. Let me just. I, I want to cover this because it was this huge. Like as I, I made a big deal about the original Doom on our last video games thing, and how it sort of was a, a big, big, big deal. Um, and that was kind of. Uh, more of uh, an accident of me getting it because I remember my dad sort of got a shareware version, um, and then I liked that and sort of got the, the and got the the entire package. Doom Two came out while I was like as a, a, like a, a I was a, a video game buyer. Like I was I was out and about looking for new video games to buy. Like it was I was finally at that age where it's like you know I'm, I'm earning some money. I can pre you know, or I can ask for this from birth with my birthday, which is probably how I got it or Christmas. And Doom Two came out, and it is amazing. Like it's 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 the Empire Strikes Back of video games. Like it makes it, it, it improves on the first one so much more. Um, you've got a new roster of um, of bad guys. You have got a couple of new weapons. It's looking it looks it's looking amazing. Um, yeah, a really really huge part of my life was was <laughs> uh, dedicated to completing this game. Um, more importantly, uh, do you recall what your snack was while dooming? Uh, I would usually be, um, I was like a big milk and cookies type sort of person or, 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 or like a chip. Nice. Yeah. Like, were, like were you chip. dunking those cookies in the milk? What am I an animal? Yes, of course it was. Um, yeah. so yeah, like I was, I was big on that. Like my mum used to buy those big sort of variety packs of, um, biscuits. So it's like, you know, you take out five different ones, you get a, you want, you want some choice. In your sugar-covered biscuit, <laughs> um, and then oh man, she got the cream ones. Forget about it. It's like Kingston's. the custard cream ones. Yeah, oh, like Kingston's. Kingston's, just like Kingston's. Ah, oh, that 
that was a very special occasion. If your mum's out buying Kingston's, are we having people around? <laughs> people around? Good. They're not having any fucking Kingston's. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you only start swearing when you get Kingston's around. Um, I just want to play... Like a roid rage, but for Kingston's. <laughs> Give it to me now. I'll eat the plastic it's in. <laughs> Colin, he's licking the packet again. <laughs> Well, Liz, why don't you oh, give him, Liz, Liz, give him a Monte Carlo to tie him over. He doesn't want a Monte Carlo. He wants a Kingston. <laughs> don't set off his Kingston rage. <laughs> um, I just want to play this one thing for you. I don't, and I don't know if you've ever heard this before. Um, but I wanted to see if you could uh, guess the song from Doom 2. No way. Did they pay for that? Apparently they changed it just enough um, for it to be okay. Hang on. It actually gets into the chorus. Yep. That Are we, the- we piling up all them bones when you're playing? Oh, man. They, that was from uh, the uh, um, Barrels of Fun. Uh level of doom 2 that and using an 8-bit version of them bones by Alice in chains because like the people who were making this were big big music fans that le- that level is also amazing because basically you 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 start off and you're in front of an amazing amount of barrels and then if you if you hit one you know it's going to start a domino effect of them all exploding because that's like if you if you shoot a barrel on doom it explodes so i just remember like not only is this one of the funnest levels you've ever played in Doom, it's got Alice in Chains' Zen Bones. And it doesn't... You know what? Keeps going and going. Doesn't get doesn't get bad. Just keeps, just oh, keeps, just keeps going. That's like a last year's Rock and Roll Racing and there's the Peter Gunn theme, I think, is in it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And there's a Black Sabbath song in there. Just play it on. Oh, repeat. yeah. They, it's, a paranoid, it's, it's not Paranoid, is it? Is it? I think it might have been Paranoid, yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that was. I just had to make sure that I, I showed you that because that was that's amazing. Thank um, you. For, I did not know that. I was not much of a Doom kid. Um, not because it scared me. I was tough. Um, I think James had Duke Nukem, so we played that a bit more than Doom. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> so I found we, them a little, a little boring. Um, ninety. I think ninety six is Duke Nukem, and then um, I do know that there's like a story that goes along with the follow up to Duke Nukem. That um, it, it ended in I think um, I think 3D Realms the company might have folded or something. I, I, I've I've been watching a few retrospectives on games, and there's been a couple of to- couple of mentions of like the problems that the follow up to Duke Nukem 3D was. So I, I can't wait to get to that because Duke Nukem 3D was also another oh. major part of um, of my life. Milk and cookies. Yeah, milk and cookies. <laughs> So my Kingston rage. So um, that is uh, that is um, our 90, 94 uh, in gaming. Um, if we missed anything, please let us know. Uh, check us out. Um, we'll give us an email at living the past pod. Remember, remember when we almost missed out on? Ah, um... oh, fuck! Now I forgot what it was. <laughs> no, no, good on. thing. Thanks for interrupting me for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check, check us. Lethal enforcer. Lethal enforcer. Oh yes, yes, lethal enforcer. Uh. Yeah, let us know if we missed any games that yeah, 
Like, they shouldn't have. Like you should have let us know if we um missed out Cezanne in um <laughs> in reality bites. Yeah. Uh so uh let us know uh, if we missed anything out on uh living the past pod at gmail.com or like uh, we got a bunch of posts coming up on our um Instagram now. I'm doing that now. <laughs> we're we're trying to keep it like kind of constant. Um but you can contact us through there. Uh, we also um, have another podcast called Do You Think I'm Spooky, um, which was going to start up um, in, the, in the next few weeks. Um, that's, that's where we go through a couple of episodes of The X-Files every single week. We're going to be attacking season two um, in our season two. Um, and oh, yes. Please stick with us for our 1994 season. It's getting good. Uh, I'm in the midst of like so many March movies that I'm watching at the moment because, man, there's just... The, the the amount of stuff that um you want to watch now and want to listen to and all that stuff that's coming out it's it's getting really really big so um a lot of preparation going on that's I can't she said I can't yeah I can't listen I can't listen or watch anything else currently <laughs> like I can't they can say like you know a new movie came out it's like nah I'm in 1994 <laughs> like get back to me in about uh, ten weeks time and um, it's hard because we're coming into like blockbuster season for big things coming out. I'm very tempted But, you to... know, I've got to watch Sirens, so I'm sorry. I'm good. You know, I'm sure you have no problem watching Sirens. Um, I uh, take offense. <laughs> I'm very I'm very um, attempted to rent the new Batman because I still haven't seen that yet. So it's... Um, Ooh. We nearly did it last night, but I'm like... <laughs> I, got, I put it up on Amazon. I'm like, two hours and 54 minutes? It's nine o'clock already. No, thank you. <laughs> And it does feel like it. It does. Okay. It does. It doesn't feel bad, but there's a mo. There's a few. I wouldn't take anything out, but there's moments when, like, oh, I'm only an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, you you're gonna need a lot of Kingston's for that one. Ah, uh, I'll be in a diabetic coma before the end of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm I'm, t- I'm torn between that or just waiting for the release and just buying like a nice nice blu-ray of it because like regardless of whether i like it or not like it's a batman release so i'll 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 buy it it's just you know i do like some some stuff like that like batman and star wars i I still like to have the physical release i can't buy the digital version so yeah and for our nintendo listeners a blu-ray is like the modern version of a cartridge (laughs) where you can get so many bits on a disc not as bit, many bits as a PC player. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, we'll see you next week for March. Uh, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you then. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks. Thanks.